0: Podcast by Auburn fans for Auburn fans. Wario Auburn family, welcome back to Inside the Jungle, your source for Auburn men's basketball analysis and discussion here on the E2C network. Today on this episode, we're going to be breaking down an Auburn Tigers win a huge upset victory for the Auburn Tigers over the number 12 Missouri Tigers, 88 to 82 in Auburn Arena. The Tigers are victorious in the upset of the Missouri Tigers, who have shocked a lot of people, to be honest with you, this season. Their overall record now stands at 10-7 on the year, 4-5 in the SEC after starting an abysmal, an abysmal 0-4. Seems like a thing of a past at this point in the way they've improved. We're going to break down all the action the storylines the stats of this game there's plenty of it and there's this little game coming up after it. we got a lot to talk about here so without further ado my co-host is here back with me after being a little bit under the weather mr gray Oldenburg. gray i think you brought the good luck back with you
1: i'm gl- i hope i did i hope i did because if if that's if that's the case then i'm here to stay Let's hope the good luck is here to stay as well.
0: Here's the thing. Uh, you're not going to sit here and convince me that you somehow didn't pull yourself out of, off of your sick bed. And <laughs> just because of this awesome game here, <laughs> <laughs> you, uh, you picked a good one to come back on. And I, I'm just going to say, I, I just feel like, you know, that's not a coincidence that when you're feeling well, Auburn feels well and does really well. So I just think we could probably correlate that somewhere down the line there. Um, but we, like I said, we've got tons to talk about in this game. And, uh, as we always like to do, you know, Justin Powell watch continues, uh, on into <laughs> eternity here. So we continue to, you know, think about him and, and hope that we'll see him again soon. Uh, but he does sit out in this game. So great. You know, before we, I even get into how the game actually broke down for folks that weren't able to watch and, and stories in this game, how are you feeling after this, after watching the tigers?
1: Um, a little bit inspired, is what I like to what I like to uh, correlate here. Uh, this Auburn team, you know, they came out in this game uh, clicking on all cylinders. You know, dominating on both ends of the floor, especially on the defensive end. Um, and you know, we got uh, Shree got in foul trouble, and it kind of changed the way the offense ran. You know, we kind of started looking like we did when we didn't have Shree earlier in the year. It just we started getting a little flashbacks, um, but. I, I mean, this Auburn team came out, responded after Missouri went on their little run, and they beat a very good Missouri basketball team on their home floor to get in the start down the stretch. Here, here we go.
0: Yeah, it's it's really inspired is a good way to phrase this here because you know we've seen the flashes, we've seen what Sharif Cooper do, the difference he makes for this team even before this game. But th- tonight felt different, and it's easy to feel that way when you get a huge victory like this on your home court, even in a COVID-19 era where there's not to a lot of fans in there. And it sounded like there was a lot more in there. In fact, someone commented to me in, in a little group that I had is like, does the floor look brighter to y'all? I don't know if it's just the, the, the thrill of this game right now, but the floor looks brighter to me for some reason. Uh, but it definitely has the feelings at the pretty much midpoint of the season of The downhill stretch now, and a huge momentum swing going into that downhill stretch. And it couldn't have come at a better time because they ranked. Missouri team, and who's coming up next, the number two Baylor Bears, we'll talk about in just a second. So the game flow for everybody that was not able to watch or listen out there essentially was like this. The first half, Auburn came out ready to take on the upset with some good offensive um, production. But fouls, especially to Sheree Cooper, allowed Missouri to surge back, almost taking the lead, leading into halftime. But Auburn maintains 39-35. to 35. The problem was that Missouri surged back, continuing that surge from the end of the first half in the second half. And was able to get a lead for a little while. Auburn fought back behind Sharif Cooper, literally at some points taking it into his own hands. And a few few scary moments there was able to maintain the the lead and get the win in Auburn Arena over the number 12 Missouri Tigers. So, first off, let's you know let's give a little credit to our opponent here. As you've already said, this is a very good Missouri team. And we kind of were skeptical about that at the beginning of the year, Gray. But what do you like most about the Missouri team?
1: This is a very experienced team. Missouri basketball team, they returned 88% of their scoring from last year. That's something that like a team like Auburn cannot relate to, you know, (laughs) losing 84% of their scoring production from the previous year. But this is a very experienced Missouri team and a very talented one. And I I really like Conzo Martin. He's a great coach.
0: Yeah, he's a very good coach, and it, it, this team from Missouri to me feels a lot like the team Auburn had last year. Where yes, they lost to Jared Harper, they lost to Bryce Brown, but they returned so much in experience and then scoring ability as well. Granted, it's it's tough to replace who they had to that year, uh, but there there's some parallels there, and it's kind of the interesting situation now. You've got a program in two different places that really hasn't seen a lot of players leave early from Missouri. They haven't, like, maintained a trajectory. They've kind of gone up and down over the last couple years where Auburn's just continuing to climb and then starting to just be a pipeline to the NBA. And, and, and by proxy, it's a good problem to have. since You know, you're not able to keep people around that long. At this rate, Sharif Cooper will be gone the next game the way he continues to go. No. Is there any way we can convince this kid to stay one more year? I mean, I... I Recruiting, no recruiting violations being, you know, asked for or warranted here. I'm just saying, what can we do to convince this kid to stay?
1: If I am Jabari Smith or Trey Alexander, my first recruiting pitch goes Sharif Cooper. (laughs) If that's the first guy I go talk to and I'm like, Sharif, you come back next year. We're going to go make a national championship run.
0: So literally you're asking the recruits to recruit the player that's yes, currently here.
1: absolutely.
0: Genius. I love it. That is what's got to happen. I, I, I don't know that Coach Furl likes that, that it's going to have to go down that way. But hey, like we said, those are good problems that you have to kind of deal with tonight. Uh this game at times I felt it was a little bit hindered, especially in the first half, by the happiness of the whistles that were being blown for both teams yes. tonight. How did you feel about it? Did you feel like it was pretty fair on both sides or was there a little bit of favoritism shown one it way? It was the a other? physical
1: game, but uh, like like you said, in a game like this, you know, it's it's kind of hard to blow whistles. But you know, the refs were were very quick to blow their whistles tonight. And it was on that way for both sides with 31 fouls for Missouri committed tonight. We were in the bonus before the 10 minute mark on both halves.
0: Yeah. And it, it just became very apparent. Um, how much they were affecting the game and you never want to see that happen for for refs in that situation because that kind of it frustrates us the fans but it, it frustrates the the players as well they're trying to figure out how to how to play in the game and how to you know do what to or not to do what they're going to be focusing on so i can understand the frustration and especially when you are affecting players like Sharif Cooper he gets 3 fouls early in the first half and uh that puts us in a tough situation there because Auburn's in a position to not only get out to a significant lead, but kind of almost punch Missouri so hard in the mouth on the, a, a road game for them that they probably aren't able to make much of a comeback. But that yeah. kind of swings in their favor here. The scary thing for me, Gray, is how much different this Auburn team is without Sharif Cooper. What do you make of that? Is there anything that we could take away from that in a positive light?
1: Uh, positive light? I don't know. I don't know about positive light. Um This this Auburn offense specifically is completely different without Shreve Cooper. Cooper is the quarterback of this offense. It is like it is like uh, Auburn football team. It's like Harson going out on Saturdays in the fall with ten players on offense and without a quarterback. So I mean the offense is completely different. We you know we have a hard time getting into sets and getting the ball across half court, but. You know, you got got to have one guard on the floor.
0: On the flip side of that, he kind of struggled with getting some fouls called on him. But literally in the second half, takes over and pretty much starts forcing fouls on his own. Yeah. I, I can count at least three times he just ran into a defender and forced them to make a a misinformed or, or just a, a poor decision in terms of reaching in or pushing up against him. And there were kind of times I felt bad for the Missouri defenders because it seemed like <laughs> they just couldn't do anything to the kid because he'd literally just kind of run into them and bounce off. And when you're that small – it kind of lends itself to that you got fouled as opposed to the other guy. That was such a smart play by Sharif Cooper, though, I thought.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's Little guards, they're really good at that. They're really good at knowing how to, I wouldn't say manipulate the official, but make it to where it does look like, you know, they are the one getting hit. They are the one getting fouled. They are the one that should get the whistle.
0: So here's the other thing I want to talk about this too, and if if I'm wrong, you can correct me. But I do not think that Sharif came out when he got his fourth foul. Is that correct?
1: No, he. I don't think so. I he don't did think not he... come out when he got his fourth.
0: Okay, is that with four minutes left? Is that the right call for Bruce Pearl to make at that point in the game? Because Auburn's up, I think, by like seven. What I do think you think? He
1: did I think he did come out for like thirty seconds? Okay, and, so basically he did. He did. Yeah. Well, yeah, but what he, Bruce did was there was like. 4:45 left to play. And he wanted, he, when Sharif got that fourth foul, he knew that media timeout was coming. Yeah. So he was like, let's just get through this 45 seconds to a minute. And then get him back in.
0: Well, and they made a run in that 45 seconds. They yeah, did. Got, which just yeah. kind of scary. It tells you, you know, yeah.
1: I don't think he would have gotten that fifth foul. And I think it would have helped, you know, down the stretch, but you know, you can't look back on a win and say that that was the wrong decision.
0: Absolutely not. I mean, obviously, hindsight's twenty twenty, and no. all of this. So, if it had been the wrong decision, you thought, we'd be sitting here talking about it the other way. But I'm just curious inside, trying to get inside another person's mind, looking at at a coaching decision. Uh, when I saw that he, that's how quick he was in and out. That I thought yeah. he was still in the game. I'm like, ooh, Coach Pearl. Um, I don't know. Have you seen <laughs> what the offense looks like without him? And I'm not so certain we can maintain a seven point lead with four minutes left, especially with what some of their players were doing tonight. And I think, honestly. If they don't get into foul trouble uh, tonight the way that they did, this is a much different game for Auburn and probably ends up in a loss. I mean, five uh, five fouls for Pinson and both the Smiths, and then four fouls uh, for Brown and four for Pickett alone, and then three for Tillman. So I think if the foul trouble doesn't happen, we may be talking about a situation where Auburn is having to fight back from a lead on Missouri's side and trying to get a win here At home, So very good team here and a big one that stuck out to us. Uh, You know, Auburn fans are familiar with the football. Tillman, Tillman, Tillman. But I submit to you the Tillman, Tillman, Tillman. My goodness. Somebody do something with this guy. You even texted me and were like, we've got to figure out a way to stop this dude. What what was sticking out to you with him tonight?
1: Uh, He's a beast. He's a menace inside. He's not only a great rebounder and a great shot blocker, but he's a great, you know, sealer and when he gets that seal he maintains it and waits and demands for the basketball and when he gets the basketball he's not going to lay it up he's not going to try and do a little floater he's going to cram it inside the basket and you know we we fronted him a lot in the first half which led to a lot of you know missed backside help or or back shoulder lobs Mm -hmm. to him but you know we started going back in the in the second half, especially later in the second half. we got back towards staying behind him and making him make a post move or make a hook over our long and lanky big defenders, yeah.
0: They really saw a difference of mindset and how they played him in the second half. And I think that obviously helped shut him down a little bit, although he had plenty of opportunities uh, to make much more of a difference in this game. We sent him to the line uh, several times. I mean, he had he was three for 11 uh, from the free throw line and could have had a, a big impact from there. Um, so but, you know, he's not known for his free throw shooting, but he's not the worst big man uh, free throw shooting out there. I compare him to probably a JT Thor, where he has a propensity to do some good things, going on a hot streak, but can miss them or times or not. So uh, thankfully, Tillman does not uh, become the, the thorn in our side in this game. We're able to keep him uh, mostly in check, not points wise, but in terms of just situational things that were happening. We were able to make some adjustments and uh, get there. Another big thing that stuck out to me tonight uh, apparently there was a block party and I missed the invitation because <laughs> how many, how many do we have? I mean, I'm, I'm kind of, let me we go have back.
1: 14. We have 14. 14 blocks.
0: My yes. goodness. Well, I mean, what, what happened? Did did someone decide like we have not had enough fun in 2021 yet and decide <laughs> like, here, we're just going to block everybody's shots. And I mean, there was one point where there were two blocks back to back on yep. Tillman, I think.
1: Yep. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, look, those blocks that came inside I only can remember one block that came on the perimeter or in like in the 17 feet range, and it was Thor's block late on the late three from Missouri, but all the blocks came inside and on Tillman and on their guards trying to go up for layups, you know, four for JT Thor and five for Stretch Akingbola.
0: Yeah, how about stretch? He just, you know, okay. On that note, let's let's talk about that too. You know, we we've talked at some length about how some of these players have been losing some time on the floor, and Boba Kimbola is one of them. Chris Moore is another one. Javon Franklin, and as a unit tonight, those three who have been seen probably the least amount of time overall as a group. Uh, tonight, I thought, made a humongous impact right. early on in the game. As you said, oh, stretched with his 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 blocks tonight and got a couple points for himself. Uh, Javon Franklin had only a few minutes still, but still made – he made an impression on me. He stuck out to me enough to to warrant talking about him here and now. Uh, but Chris Moore is the guy that stuck out to you the most. And, wow, way to just take advantage of when you're given an opportunity. What do you think about his play tonight?
1: Absolutely, absolutely. Knowing that your point guard can get it to you and get it to you in your shooting pocket. So stay ready. And Chris Moore did exactly that three straight times tonight for three. It was beautiful, beautiful. Yep,
0: yeah, he had definitely he played well last game too, if I if I remember correctly. So that's two great games in him in a row. And I think the bigger story behind this is how Sharif Cooper makes other players better, yeah. and that's the mark of a great point guard, but a great player. It's one thing for you to be great. And do the things that you can do. But if you can bring everybody else up to your level, we've talked about how Sharif has made uh, Cardwell a lot better in terms of his everybody
1: else. The whole team. Exactly. The entire program is different when he's on the floor.
0: Yeah, a night and day difference. And as we talked yeah. about earlier, the offense just looks completely different when he's there. Hey, Auburn fans, I want to take a quick timeout from this episode to bring your attention to something very special. Here at the E2C Network, we pride ourselves on bringing you the best content for Auburn fans out there. And best of all, it's free to you. But just because it's free doesn't mean there aren't costs. Especially when you have a library of hundreds of podcasts, videos, blogs, and more. Many of you have reached out and asked how you can support this network in the past. Well, now I have your answer. It's called the E2C Network Booster Club over at patreon.com slash E2C Network. There you'll find a membership monthly reward system where you can sign up for as little as $1 and get different perks at different tiers. Some of those perks include things such as apparel, eligibility to join us on future podcasts, recognition as an E2C network booster, exclusive communications, and bonus content that is available nowhere else. If you love this network and want to help us keep producing podcasts like this one, Please head on over to Patreon.com/slash E2C Network to join the E2C Network Booster Club. You can also get there by going to our website, etcnetwork.com/slash support. Whether you decide to join or not, we are still so appreciative that you would support us by just listening and being here because each and every one of you is part of our E2C Network family. Well that's it, timeout's over. Let's get back into the episode. With that being said, I think that's the major storylines from that tonight. But just let's take a quick walk through some stats here before we kind of put this one away. I don't want to rush off, but we got got kind of a big game to talk about uh, here in just a second. Uh, Points-wise, Sharif Cooper tonight, 28 points. I mean, my goodness, 18 for 21 from free throw land. That's like... You know, there are, there, are, there are things that people can do to make me cause me to have a man crush on somebody. Sharif Cooper, my goodness, <laughs> it is hot in this room tonight. <laughs> it's a little awkward, but hey, man, is, that's how much I love free throws. Uh, let's see. JT Thorwood, 12, Alan Flanagan with 11. Okay, let me say this about Alan Flanagan. Not an outstanding, like, stats-wise game for him tonight, but how about that dunk in, that, in a very important moment in the game? That was intense
1: yeah it was he was great down the stretch he was great down the stretch he's been one of those players that's been great down the stretch he can knock down free throws he can handle the ball he can he can get the ball if needed to if they double team Sharif so he's he's going to be great down the stretch like that
0: can I submit to you that he actually may be the MVP of this team thus far oh yeah and I I am definitely i'm aware what sharif is doing so hear me out i get that in, in in trueness it's probably sharif cooper still but without alan flanagan who's the point guard
1: it's probably Jalen williams <laughs> <laughs> probably so at that point. i don't know i don't know let's let carwell dribble it up the floor we oh please. By that.
0: i i love me some dylan cardwell he, he he's the type of guy i would have been so energetic to be out there that you're almost awkward and, and he's doing great like don't get me wrong yeah. about the dude but if he becomes that that's that's almost as bad as simeon bowers running point <laughs> surely we haven't fallen that far <laughs> Um, all right, let's look at some team stats real quick. Just some things to gush over. 42% from the field, 29% from the th- uh, beyond the three-point arc, which is not you know outstanding, but still got the job done tonight. 82%. Oh, my goodness. Oh, that looks so good. That's two games in a row. I love that kind of stuff. <laughs> Only 12 turnovers tonight and uh, seven points off of turnovers. Uh, they win the rebound game, which you saw reflected a lot on the defensive side, too especially with blocks and things like that. So you just keep going down these stat lines here. And while Auburn doesn't break away from Missouri all that much, they just did some key things to kind of uh, obviously take advantage of the home court advantage and take down a very good That's team. Awesome. So if Auburn were eligible to go to the postseason play, this is what would be one of their quad one wins, as they call it, and yep. uh, would look very good on a resume going forward. Anything that you want to say about this Missouri game before we move on to the next one?
1: This this is a great building step, not just for this week or this weekend, but this season and for next year. This is a game that you can look back on and say that was a game where we can build on and show that yeah, the, this team doesn't have Justin Powell. This team doesn't have you know a Jabari Smith or a Trey Alexander yet. Yet this team. Showed what they can do against a very experienced and talented Missouri team on their home floor.
0: Very, and very well shoot. said. Yeah. Very well said. But uh, here's here's the thing, though: where they're going next to take on <laughs> a number two, currently <sighs> undefeated <sighs> Baylor Bear team, <sighs> <sighs> fourteen and zero, six and zero in conference play. Uh, the game is at 3 p.m. Central Time this Saturday, the 30th, on ESPN, a very important slot in, in game day on Saturday and, and on the Marquee Channel. So, everyone's going to be paying attention to this one. So, Auburn can either choose to make a statement, even if they don't get the win, to show that they're able to compete, or they can get embarrassed. Problem yeah. is, it's in Waco, Texas. And oh. uh, it's it's going to be tough. Now, they are playing uh Kansas State tomorrow i believe yes or after this point some at some point they're playing Kansas State before we see them again um but they're coming off a win over Oklahoma State 81 to 66 uh you just go down their their season here so far and very impressive resume so far a win at number 15 Texas Tech a win at home against number 9 Kansas a win at home against number uh 5 Illinois uh they had postponed games against number 1 Gonzaga And number thirteen at the time, Texas. So I guess my question to you is: I don't know how much you've watched the Baylor Bears with those two postponed games. Do you think this is still an undefeated Baylor Bear team if we're when we would see them if they had played those two games?
1: I I think they probably lose to Gonzaga. You you think so? You think Gonzaga's that much better? I I think I don't think they're that much better, but I, I I think Gonzaga's probably the best team in the country right now. Um, but you know this this is a Baylor team that yeah even with those two games it's probably a one loss team and a very impressive one loss team but now it's even as impressive that they're undefeated so this will be this will be an interesting Saturday
0: let me give a quick personal shout out here I've got two brothers that have uh, some current and uh, former schooling at uh, Waco Baylor's Uh, I'm watching you too just remember (laughs) and <laughs> Carson, my brother's out there. Uh, anyway, uh, we get that little personal note out of the way. Probably the you know it's big enough that you're not only playing number one. Uh, in a season but now you're going to play number two the biggest story for Auburn fans is is we get to reunite with Davion Mitchell a former point guard here uh, from a couple seasons back for Auburn and uh, I was disappointed that he decided to leave because can you kind of see how much we would have needed him now <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, you know so he's probably happy with where he's ended up seeing as how his team is actually going to be able to compete in the postseason this year and Auburn won't Uh, but it will be nice to see him again. And he has had some great success. So it's great to see him again.
1: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. He's, he's been great. He's been great. A great defender. I'm really excited to see him go up against a guy like Sharif Cooper. You know, that's a guy that's been competing with guys like Cade Cunningham, who's projected number one in the draft right now and been uh, stepping them down. So I'm excited to see what Sharif can bring against a guy like Davion, who not only is a great Defender, but also has Auburn background as well.
0: I, I want you to, for a second, I'm gonna put you on the spot. It's mm-hmm. difficult. I want you to take your orange and blue glasses off for a second. Just put them over <laughs> there for just just one second. I want you That's to tell hard. me. What, right, I know, but right now, who wins that matchup?
1: Davion Mitchell.
0: <laughs> oh, okay, I, okay. At least you're not so blind to the you know the Sharif Cooper hype that you can't. I think, recognize. I think
1: I think Cooper is a better offensive player. Okay. I think Cooper has the better upside. I think Cooper has the better potential, but I think, I, I think I'm think i going to go with Davion Mitchell.
0: And there's something to be said for experience, especially in the league, just Absolutely. like that.
1: Absolutely. And
0: he's also played in the SEC as well, so he Definitely. kind of knows that style of play and had to compete against two different types of competition, two different levels of competition. So Davion, has, we're, we're very happy for him. We're a little jealous that he's over there doing what he's doing. Uh, so we'll get to see him. And, and while I don't want us to embarrass him, it'd be nice to kind of show him, hey, man, you made a mistake.
1: Oh, no, I, no, I want to embarrass him. <laughs> no love lost The orange here. and blue glasses are back on. If we could go over there and embarrass the number two team in the country and show the guy that, who transferred away from us, then we need to do it.
0: Yeah, I, I get you, and I, I feel you on that. I, I still have a little bit of a love and affinity for him. Not too much, just enough. So yeah. uh, if he gets himself like 10 points or something and we still win, I'll be happy with that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to be too nice. I don't know what's wrong with me. It's what happens with old age. Uh, so this is a potential redemption game for Auburn in terms of competing against the top echelon of the college basketball world right now. Didn't get embarrassed by Gonzaga, but got hand, pretty put away pretty easily. Yeah. Uh, so this is an opportunity for them with Sharif Cooper in, at the helm now be able to show that this is a team that needs to be reckoned with even though they can't compete in the postseason. Uh, this part of the Big 12 SEC Challenge is one of my favorite things that happens every year. And I've heard m- mixed feelings about whether people actually like this or not. How do you feel about the Big 12 SEC Challenge?
1: I think it's good for the fact of uh, bracket seeding. Yeah, I think it's good for to see teams, especially like a team like Auburn. This team is completely different than what it was in non-conference play. So, say a team like Auburn now with Cooper. Say we were eligible for the tournament. You know, we're going to look completely different than we did when we played Gonzaga. So, I think I think it's good just because of the. Timing of when the Big 12 SEC Challenge is set in the middle of conference play to kind of get, get other views on the team and try and get you know, other competition and stuff like that.
0: See, and I, I agree with all those points of why it's good where it is, but to me, I feel like it's better placed at the end of non-conference play as kind of that final shebang. Um, I, it just feels weird to me to, to break up SEC play, but I, I've grown accustomed to it. I'm just glad it happens regardless because I think there's always great matchups of, uh, that come from this challenge here because it always seems to have almost an equal number of good teams and and, and pretty decent teams, and it just it, it delivers every year. Yeah, um. I agree. So. I do think that there's plenty of opportunities here to find some good matchups and good games. And Auburn and Baylor, even though it seems to be in favor of Baylor, probably has the makings of a good game as well. We'll hope so. A couple of uh, players for you to watch. We already mentioned Davion Mitchell. That is probably the one we'll all be watching. But Jared Butler, who's got some. You know, eyes on him is one of the best players in college basketball. He is their uh, leading guard with 17.1 points per game. And then just come on, just hold on a second here. I got to try to pronounce this one. Just everybody get ready. Jonathan Tachama Tachatua is their leading rebounder, the sophomore forward, 6.6 rebounds per game. I think I injured myself when I said that. <laughs> I think I did. Um, Either way, there's, there's three players for you to keep an eye on in this matchup. I'm really excited for it. Uh, let's put him on the spot one more time, listeners. Gray, confidence level that Auburn wins the game.
1: Oh, um, 15%. 15? 1-5? 1-5. I'm going to go 1-5. Um, I'm going to tell you how I got the 1-5. Uh, 15, I think I, yeah, this is an Auburn basketball team coming off a good win. <laughs> We got a little, you know, momentum going. Try and get a little healthier. You know. We play we did play a Tuesday game this week, so it was easier. We'll have more days to recover. You know, that's a that's a big thing. This Baylor team is really good, really experienced, really talented. A team that could make a run at the national championship this year. It's in Waco. You know, I'm gonna be the you know, I hope. That fifteen percent turns into one hundred percent, and we're talking about an Auburn upset of the upset of the year in in what four days? Yeah, but I, I don't I don't really know. I don't know. I don't know.
0: And here I thought you had your orange and blue glasses on. <laughs> I'm going to be a little bit more confident than you. I was going to sit okay. somewhere in the 30 to 35 range. I'll go 30 since now you've made me feel a little bit unrealistic. So
1: I'm going to put a 30% <laughs> no, confidence. I, your, I don't want to change your – I don't want to No, because here I'm like
0: oh, thinking you're going to at least put us in like 30, 30 somewhere. And I'm over here thinking almost 40%. No, I, I, you're probably right. This is just an extremely talented team. I do think they put up a much better fight against number two than they do number one I for think many so. reasons. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah. I, for many reasons, Sharif's here and all that kind of stuff, but we'll see. It's going to be a fun matchup to watch, and I know y'all are all excited to to watch that. And we'll be back again to break that down here. Uh, thanks again to Gray for being here, and thank y'all to listening at home. We'll pull our tigers on through the Big 12 SC Challenge, and maybe we'll be talking about an upset at the end of it. Until we talk to you again, War Eagle.